right. Hello, everybody. We are back with another episode of Cape Time, and I am here to review Spider-Man Homecoming, one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. I know it's one of Tom's favorites, too, and um, I'm excited to dive into this one, man. Uh, I just rewatched it uh, maybe two or three days ago, fresh in my mind, and uh, it's a fucking awesome movie. I mean, holy shit. I mean, it ages like. As in, when I say age as well, I mean, considering where we're going with the character in this new movie, it's so satisfying to look back at Homecoming, where he was during sophomore year of high school, compared to where he's going to be at the end of this month in No Way Home. The progression is nuts, and oh, it's just exciting, man. I am so happy to have seen that movie. Uh, Tom, how are you feeling? What do you think? You know, like you said, it's one of my favorite of the Spider-Man franchises. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, coming off of Amazing Spider-Man 2, it was kind of a rocky time for Spider-Man yeah. for, uh, for a while, to say the least. It was not good. It was not, it was not good, let's be honest. And yeah. so... We needed something fresh. We needed something new. We needed something that still felt like Spider-Man, but did Spider-Man in a different way. And what a better way to do it than to cast someone who looks exactly like a teenager in high school to go to this kind of, you know, to connect it to the MCU, to do what they did, make it more fun, make just just, just switch it up basically not use the same not use characters like green goblin who was used in amazing spider-man 2 but was also used in the raimi movies just switch it up really Mm -hmm. uh you don't need to show the origin again uh basically like if there's a way to like rejuvenate a franchise like spider-man homecoming is the way to do it especially after especially after civil war introduced him perfectly and so you know, I, this movie is definitely one of my favorites. I, I I love it so much, and you know, I just this is this is top tier Spider Man in my opinion. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. You know, I was trying to make a list of kind of just my um, general pros and cons of it, and truthfully, I didn't have many cons. I mean, I had maybe I used to have more. There was a time where I had quite a few. I think at this stage, I have one or two tops. Truly. And, like, yeah. that's a big departure from where I was with this movie. Because I remember when uh, Far From Home came out, at the time, I liked it more than Homecoming by quite a bit at, at the time. And now, as I've rewatched both quite a few times, uh, they've gone in totally opposite directions for myself, at least. Like, where I am, I love Homecoming so much now. And Far From Home, I'm fairly low on compared to before especially but homecoming man i mean what can you say that's bad about this movie i mean there was a time where i didn't like it because in my head i grew up with the raimi movies and my expectation for the character of spider-man even through the the mark webb films was grandiose epic dramatic and like this wasn't that obviously it wasn't meant to be that though and that's when I was younger and I saw this movie, I didn't know fucking film. I didn't know anything about that kind of shit. But now I do, and I understand, you know, that was the intention from the get-go. They're not trying to make this grandiose, epic qu- choir film like they have with the fucking uh, Remy movies. This is meant to be a grounded, 
small scale Spider-Man story in high school that actually feels like a real high school story. And it, it does exactly that while still having all the action that we could have wanted for a first Spider-Man movie. You know, when Feige describes this as the Harry Potter series, I think it feels that way in a lot of ways. It really does because well, it's yeah, so... the first two movies start off light and then this third one's going to be like, oh, fucking shit. Oh, shit. This, it, it, this guy's dark. Yeah, it's Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home is the Prisoner of Azkaban slash Goblet of Fire of the Spider-Man franchise. That's exactly what it is, uh, man. And like, and once you get to Goblet of Fire, for example, in Harry Potter, and that's the point where you look at everybody, you're like, whoa. That's big... the point where it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, kid died in this movie. Like, yeah, kids uh, are gonna, kids are gonna yeah. die. Because remember, remember in Chamber uh, of Secrets, remember in Chamber of Secrets, the kids didn't die; they just got petrified, quote yes. unquote, petrified. Nobody died in Prisoner of Azkaban. No. Nope. Harry Potter: Goblet of Fire is the first PG thirteen. Harry Potter movie and is yeah. the the first one to have an actual death in it. In, yeah, yeah. If, if I remember, I, well, actually, Sorcerer's Stone. I think Professor Quirrell died. Yeah, yeah, he did. So, he did. So like, but it, it was kind of a. It's a very a, different kind of death. It was a PG death in a way. Yeah. But like, motherfucker, Vada Kedavra, Cedric Diggory, Batman died. Okay, so like, yes, th that's basically what Spider Man No Way Home is, and like, like you said. Homecoming starts this franchise out in a lighter place. It definitely does have, you know, it is the John Hughes kind of vibe. It, yeah. Uh, and it's a good way to start as long as you decide to, at some point, like, because you can't, I don't want 30-year-old Tom Holland to be playing John Hughes, well, yeah. Peter Parker, you know, yeah. and, and, Tom Holland doesn't want to be 30 and playing that same Peter Parker. He wants, because no. you got to develop the characters. It would be really weird if Daniel Radcliffe was still playing 12 year old Harry Potter at, yeah. in his 20s. Uh, so, like, basically, just as long as you develop and mature, as long as the movies mature, this movie and Far From Home will age well. That's exactly what I've always said. The future of the character will dictate how I feel about these movies to some extent because like obviously if you never develop so i look back at this movie and i'm like well we never really got anywhere but like yeah like he, he's gonna get somewhere and i'm confident in saying that just because of what i know from no way home but looking at this movie alone though i mean just from beginning to end you see a lot of growth man i mean you have uh i guess one of the positives we'll get into since it lines up with this is tony stark's role in this movie and you know tony people look People love to say Iron Boy Jr., but you I know what? I fucking hate that so much. Guess, guess what? Like you always that. say, A, he never even listens to fucking Tony. He deliberately goes against everything he says throughout the course of the movie. And, like, he's meant to be... Like, his mentor role actually makes sense in the movie. It's not like they forced it in. Like, why wouldn't he see Tony Stark, the world's considered to be the world's most famous and greatest hero at this stage, a mentor who who also recruited him to be Spider-Man. It makes sense that he'd be in this movie. I didn't recruit him to be Spider-Man. He was Spider-Man. You know what I fucking mean. He recruited but, He recruited him to fight Cap. Yes. You know what You know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. And he yes. said, hey, I'm going to upgrade your suit for you. You're welcome. Yes. Uh, you know. I, I hope they do do a retcon, though, in the Spider-Man freshman year series where Peter gives him, like, on the plane ride. He gives like Tony like a note, like, "Hey, this is kind of design ideas." So Peter technically designs the 
the Snark suit in a way, like the red and blue kind of. Uh -huh. That'd be pretty cool, but even if it doesn't, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I the Iron Boy Junior stuff is narrative ball. If I've ever seen narrative ball, it, it, it doesn't mean anything. And like even the villain in this Vulture, people keep saying, "Oh, the villains are connected to Stark." Vulture's yeah, he's connected to Stark to a small extent, but Stark is just part of the bigger problem Vulture has an issue with. Yeah, he doesn't. Like... He doesn't just say. He's not Stark, mad yeah. specifically at Tony Stark. He's mad at Tony Stark and everyone associated with Tony Stark. Like, like he's mad he's just... at the wealthy as a whole yeah. because of the way they get this certain treatment that he doesn't get, and that he, you know, they're able to, like they said, basically in the beginning of the movie, the mess that these people made, they're the ones cleaning it up and getting paid to clean it up, and it's like. Well, shit, that's just fucking bullshit, and now I don't have my job. And he, and that's what he has a problem with. It's about the system versus, yeah. oh, I hate Tony Stark because he did X, Y, and Z specifically. Yeah, he's, not, like, he's not specifically mad at Tony Stark. He's, like, just, yeah. he's just like a face of one of the many faces that represent what Vulture is against. And as the movie progresses, too, obviously, we get further deviation from that anyway because the connection to peter obviously becomes much more apparent when you find out that he was his dad and then at that point it it flips the whole thing onto its head where at that point it's his villain and it's his villain like it yeah, is clearly like, peter's villain at that stage that like oh shit and like vulture and peter became villains even before that because well yeah he keeps annoying the shit out of of, vulture. of course he's like that that just brought it to a more personal like, level and then when he finds out he's like oh 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 god that scene is so good i we'll mean that is yeah that's that's probably the best scene in the entire movie from the point he sees him to the point where honestly through the end of the movie dude that whole third yeah, act is fucking, just, it's fucking awesome the best thing about the two John Watts movies so far, and I think the best thing about No Way Home will be the third act. Like they finish, yes. they finish strong. I can yeah. agree on that. I can definitely agree on that. Even as someone who didn't love Far From Home, third act is really great. Yeah, the third act like, really is good. They they finish. I love how Far From Home he uses the uh, shield and the can uh, he kind of uses like a makeshift yeah. shield and like a makeshift. That's just that's funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, like. This is so good. Like, this is like how you bring life back into a dying franchise. Like, and Michael Keaton as Vulture is just like it's goat casting. It's so is, good. I mean, he is like, he's top three Spider-Man villains, probably uh, live action, right? I mean, I think mm. he's probably he's probably my three. At worst, he's my four, but I think he's my three. I like. Yeah, I like. You know, I love Defoe, love uh, Molina. I really, really like... The one that I may put above Vulture, Babe, even though he. he wasn't in... Even though he wasn't in a great movie, would be Sandman. Yeah, I, I, I knew that's where your head was at. Okay. Like, because, like, especially that last scene where Peter forgives him, and you see... Oh, Thomas Hayden Church is great. Uh, so For me, it's so it's so close with those two, man. I love, so Thomas, I love Thomas Hayden Church in that role. He's that's close. That's close. Excellent. So but, yeah, uh, he's around there. Yeah. I would, I, I like Vulture a little more than Mysterio, although I do like Mysterio a lot. Mysterio is my fifth. Yeah, he's my fifth. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna, I'll take Vulture slightly over Mysterio, and yeah, I mean, I think the the both villains have been strong uh, in these movies. So 
Yeah. Um, Mostly. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that when we do the Far From Home review. But um, Vulture, obviously, is an excellent villain. You feel sympathy for him. He has a family. The, the family ends up being connected to Peter. And obviously, you have all these other different aspects of him that make him such an intricate character. And um, he's definitely one of the best parts of that movie. But, um, you know, aside from that, I just love... The comedy is so top tier in this movie. Like, as someone who can't like like anybody you can get annoyed with mcu humor at times in this movie just about every joke lands for me and a a big like it lands much tighter script than far from home it is a better movie than far from home because it balances tone better yeah definitely it 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 does it because some some of my my main issues with far from home we'll get into this in the far from home review even though I do really like Fire from Home, is that they struggled to, to with that. There's a line between in character and like if you cross a certain line, the characters almost become like caricatures of uh-huh. themselves, and it's like it's almost becomes Disney Channel kind of yeah. Like and like they cross that in the bus scene, and like like they really kept it in line in this movie throughout the whole way, mm-hmm. and that's so hard to do, but they did it and. I think it's just a much better film. Like, I would never say, even though I really like Far From Home, I would never say that Homecoming isn't better than this. Yeah, it's, definitely. Well, Homecoming definitely. is a better film. Absolutely. Even though, even though Far From Home is better action, and I, I do, I would agree that Far From Home is better action, but this, the overall package of what you're getting here is better. It it's just, it's just overall it's just a better narrative like straight up like the narrative is tighter i think the story is better i it's again there's not much to complain about with this movie because initially when i first saw it, my complaint was that one of my biggest complaints which i no longer have is that the third act while i, I did like a lot of it i didn't feel the third act fight did anything justice for what it should have been but in the end i'm like it's I have to look at this as the first entry in a high school, small scale Spider-Man movie. And on that scale, the fight works because it's not meant to be the train scene from Spider-Man two. It's not that kind of fight. And that's the entire point of it. It's not meant to be that huge and grandiose. And for that reason, I'm okay with it. Like, for example, if that, if that fight was in, no way home, for example, and that was like the third act. Like, it, then yeah, like then yeah, no, that's a no. that's a problem. That is a problem. Which which it is not. No, <laughs> which, no, no, it is which not. it is not. Which it no, is it not. Is not. Uh, uh, John Watts went. John Watts said, "All right, I got you. I got yeah. you here." Um, but yeah, I mean this like this is oh I froze. Okay, but like I said, this movie is small scale Spider Man, small high school Spider Man. You don't need this big. All out punch brawl punch 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 yeah. punch you know not needed here. He crashes a plane into the beach and then he webs him up, he and he saves the day and he saves a guy's life. Yep. Which is quintessential Spider Man. That's Spider Man. He's like even the guy even the guy that has fucking annoyed the shit out of him all movie. He's mm-hmm. he gets up, spins a web, saves his life. Then, as the crate explodes, he warns him. He goes, let go. The yeah, plane's yeah. going to explode. He warns him. He's like, bro, like you can let this go. Fly off right now. Just, I'm not going to let you die here. The crate explodes. He goes into, and then he gets up after the crate explodes, and he's all fucked up. He gets up. He's got, like, a broken arm, and he gets up, and he lifts the thing, and he saves the guy's life. 
Like, mm-hmm. that is Spider-Man. Like, that is such a good representation of Spider-Man. Yep. Me. No, you're absolutely right. I think that's excellent representation of what the character is right there. And really, you get that kind of thing throughout the whole movie where it just feels... It feels so much like this is Peter Parker. Like, as much... like I go back and forth with this. Like, I hate even having the best Spider-Man discussion because it's pointless, like we've talked about. But, like... Wait, there's a discussion on the internet about (laughs) Spider-Man? Oh, Yeah. And um, truthfully, I go back and forth if I had to pick, honestly. Like, as, like I, I just watched this movie, and I'm like, by the end, I was like, shit, maybe Tom Holland is the best. <laughs> it's like, he's so good in the role, man. Like, he is so phenomenal. And it's just a testament to him, because obviously the other two had such iconic performances. Like, like it's amazing what he's been able to do with the character. And, um, you know, this world that, that they created on such a small scale yet brilliant level in Homecoming with, and also the, the group he has around him, like that they, they're cast to perfection. Even the, the comedic characters, like the teachers, they're so funny. They are so funny. And like if any other person delivers the lines, it wouldn't come out the same. But like the gym teacher, for example, like when he's, oh, you know, pretty sure he's, pretty sure he's yeah, a war criminal. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Like he just does not give a shit. And, and then also... fucking Peter leaves for detention. Hey, where are you going? going? Hey, <laughs> get it's back just here. Like, it's, like, it's like nobody in that school gives a shit. Yeah, no one it. cares. Like, it's it's so funny. Like, Martin Starr as Mr. Harrington is just yes. he's so funny. He's better used in limited dose, doses, just like all of the teachers. Yeah, Which yeah. is another complaint for Far From Home is, like, slight overusage. Yes. But, like, when, if you use them in a, in a, in the right capacity, it's so, and like, it's used here, it's so good. <laughs> And, like, going back to what you're saying about Tom Holland, it was, like, this is, like, one of the best performances by a lead actor in the MCU. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, God, there's so many big moments you can point to in this entire movie, whether it's the... Uh, the dude was 19 doing this. I know. I mean, you can point to the scene where he, Tony has to talk with him. You can point to the scene at the end where he's under the rubble and he says, I am, you know, I am. Come on, Spider-Man. Like, that's such a huge moment. I mean, there's the so- little stuff like when he- he's crying to Aunt May and shit. Oh, yeah. No, dude, he, it's the thing is, so it's also not over the top at all. Like, it's so believable. Like, it's believable in every sense of the word that this is a high school kid. As Spider-Man, like you that's actually, funny. he's nineteen. Like, he does look. That's, like a, he's that's what I'm saying. Like you buy into it. It, like, it doesn't feel like, oh, you know, this guy would probably be in college, and his demeanor, even it is like, like no, this guy acts like he's in high school. He looks like he's in high school. It's like his body language, even like it, it feels like, yeah, this guy is in he high. He feels school. like high school more than a more than a college guy. And that's sure. and that's the first time that's been done in a Spider-Man movie, which is and not enough. I love. I it's not a knock how, on the others. It's yeah, I love, others. I love yeah. how like now, he's twenty five, and I feel like, with each film that he's been in, his performance is maturing. And I think like in No Way Home, it's gonna be like, the point where Peter Parker becomes a man, yeah. in a way. Like he's going to college, and like I'm very interested to see how his performance changes now that. Peter Parker is going to be the Spider-Man that we know, that we know and love, like in, in yeah. all the ways, like he's going to be, he's yeah. going to be that Spider-Man. He's going to be, you know, more akin to what Andrew and Toby were in a way. Uh-huh. I think that's, that's really going to be huge, man. I mean, seeing this character reach that level is going to be so exciting for us. And 
again, it, it becomes so much more rewarding when you actually have this long arc of three movies and Civil War and the Avengers movies even. Like, you have him appearing in six different movies before he hits this point of becoming a man, essentially. And it's like, holy shit, like, we got that. Like, we got to see all of that. And that is such a rewarding thing as a fan, man. I mean, it's so hard to complain about what we've gotten so far with the character as a whole. And, um, I mean, there's so many other positives I want to get into with this movie. I mean, we already got into the cap. Well, we didn't finish the entire cast, but I mean, Ned too. I think uh, Jacob Bolton, I mean, he's someone that before homecoming, he was, he had no credits. He wasn't really even an actor. I mean, oh, like, fuck is this guy. I think like he, he was like a community college dropout in Hawaii. And yeah, like, and a, yeah, yes, that's he's exactly. Be an actor it. now, all like, right. So. He said, "I kind of just want to give it a shot," and they liked him, and they said, "You know, this guy just—he's funny. Let's 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 give him a fair chance." And they brought him on, and it worked to perfection, man. I mean, he's he's so endearing throughout the whole movie. And another um, critique I initially had too, I wanted Ned to have at least not not a ton of depth. Like he's not going to be a super deep character, but like I wanted him to have a little more of something but now it's like that's not what he's meant to be and i get that like as long as for me someone like mj becomes more developed throughout this movie and it's like i'm good like i understand that's okay i just need development with somebody because i can't have two friends with no development at all if yeah, I can be a community yeah. relief friend exactly uh, that's fine uh, and, just... and even so it's not like there's no emotional connection there like they do genuinely care about each other and you can feel that you can tell they're boys man yeah like i mean this was the little intricacies of the movie like they're doing the little handshake and everything and homecoming and and a high school friend it's a high school buddy yeah exactly and again i would consider that another realistic take in a way because when you're a sophomore in high school you usually don't have friends you genuinely like you care about them but you don't care about them in the way like i care about my own friends now it's a very different kind of feeling. World. That's what I'm saying. I'm World. getting old. So like, yeah. and, and these are the same friends I had sophomore year of high school, but I didn't care about them the way I do now that I did in sophomore year of high school. But no, in adulthood, it's, like things change. Like, it, 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 like, it, it's different. You have more developed relationships. It's, it's yeah. the truth. Um, that's, that's just um, part of it. So like, I would say, honestly, that props to John Watts for that, because that just makes it more of what he was aiming for the entire time, a more realistic high school take. And that's exactly what goes into that. So that's a really underrated thing. I never even thought of until recently. I thought that was great. And MJ, obviously in the movie doesn't really do much, but she's not meant to do much, you know, kind of like an extended cameo, to be honest. That's pretty much. She's so Dune. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Dune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just skinny Timothy Chalamet is just having dreams about her throughout the yeah. movie. It's like, <laughs> up until the end, that's yeah. your role. Just make out with skinny Timmy. So, you mean, um, what's it called? Um, Harry Osborne? Uh, that'd be a good casting. <laughs> He's not yeah. officially cast to our no, night, no, no, but he no. would be a good Harry Osborne. That, that would be cool casting, but, um, can I be Harry? Like, can I be like a mirror to Peter? Just be like, you mean like Defoe in the mirror? No, 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 like, kind of like, you know, like, in Spider-Man 3, Eddie yep. Brock was supposed to be, like, a mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. Like, just let me be, because, like, me and Tom Holland have slight resemblance. Slight. 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 But, because we're skinny with brown hair, basically. 
skinny with brown hair yeah Yeah. like that's that's the criteria for someone to say you look like tom holland is being skinny with brown hair like we see throughout the whole movie something i also really liked they have the theme of responsibility on both a larger scale in this movie and also a smaller scale like you have the little scenes where like he realizes he can't dress up as spider-man at the party like that's not right i have a responsibility i can't be doing that or when they have the little pool party and he has to leave to go after vulture and like he's, he's thinking twice about it at first and then he's like no i i have to go but then you have the, the larger scale scenes of course where tony has that whole talk with him and the whole cruise ship falls apart and he feels responsible for that like they they go into responsibility so much and like there's people that say like Oh, they don't even really go into that at all. I'm like, did you even watch the movie? Like, it that's, feels like the narrative. I really do have to go in on this. Is like there are yeah, certain yeah. Nar- there are certain narratives around here. I'm not gonna name names, but like there are certain narratives around this movie that are just like we didn't watch the same movie clearly no. because like just because it's not the version that you want for. T- it's not the tone that you want it's not what you want overall does not mean that it's invalid in what it's trying to do and what it does successfully Mm -hmm. it feels like it's very easy to say okay this is not the direction that i personally would have gone in so everything that this director decides to do is not as good as certain other directors you are you are absolutely right i mean it's but there's a bullshit narrative there it's been basically i'm saying it's not the raimi trilogy and that's oh yeah exactly it's not meant to be the raimi trilogy like it's it's a bullshit narrative made by certain people i'm not not gonna name names either but it's stupid it's ridiculous and i really don't support it at all and these movies deserve love man because they're really well made there's a lot of heart put into them and I'll tell you right now, John Watts really cares about Spider-Man, contrary to what some people might think. He loves the character, man. He really does, and it comes through in these movies. And It'll come through on the next one, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, like if, again, when people tell me that whole thing about responsibility not being properly displayed in the movie, it's like, you're, you're just you're nuts. All right, let, they, let's, get, let's do the biggest example there. He gets out of the car after Vulture points a gun at him. That's what I was going to get to next, actually, yes. He goes into the homecoming dance. He knows what he has to do as he's looking into the door. It's so good. He opens the door, goes to Liz, says, I gotta go. I'm sorry. There's something I have to do to that extent. Uh, Goes into the hallway, picks up the locker, grabs his homemade suit, and goes to stop Vulture. Why? Because if he lets Vulture go, someone could get hurt. Just like when he let someone go, Uncle Ben got shot. There you go. With great power comes great responsibility. Because Peter has the physical ability to stop Vulture, he has a responsibility to leave that dance and go get Vulture and stop him before he robs that plane. Yep. that's what I'm saying. Like, there's that's the huge moment for the character. Obviously, I love the the whole the whole tone of the car ride and that scene is so good, man. I mean, I mean, good I think Spider Man. I think yeah, we gotta get into that. Yeah. We we just gotta jump in. I mean, we'll start. Hey, Pedro. At, we'll we'll start at the house. We'll start at the house. 
because that's where the sequence starts for me because it's great even there like he opens the door I, I love the way they set it up like everything's so happy he's He's figuring out how to get his tie on. He gets the suit on. He's talking to Aunt May in the car. You have this upbeat, happy music when he's going up to the door, and it just cuts off the moment like, it opens. It's like, oh, shit. Like, oh, you could just see the, the pure fear in his eyes in that moment. And just, it, it's a great, it's such a great play on the overprotective dad. And, like, I, lo- I love the comedic aspect of that because I never dealt with, the overprotective dad i actually had an overprotective mom i had to deal with and that was honestly even worse but um overprotective dads can be fucking rough batman they never can... had to deal with these things no he did not no it was Ugh. and I, I don't mean for myself i mean for people i've been with but like oh, you know, yeah like they can they can be rough and i know people who have had to deal with overprotective dads and i always said as a joke when i'm older I want to be what Vulture was in this movie as a dad. Just, you know, cleaning my knife, you know. Intimidate the fucking <laughs> shit out of the kid that's dating your daughter. Just kind of, yeah, just like pull, uh. out my, pull out my shotgun, start, you know, dusting it off, you know, just that kind of thing. That doesn't look right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Wow. That was great, Tom. That was, Wow. I'm a bad dad, I guess. <laughs> I'm a bad dad. Uh, yeah, Vulture's cool, though. He's a good dad. And he's intimidating. I got he's... His... It's so funny. He's just cleaning the night. He's having a casual conversation with Peter. You want a, you want a drink? You want a drink? You want some scotch? I'm not old enough to drink. It's the right that's answer. The right answer. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just like... I, I have been in that situation. I have been in that situation. Yeah. I'm like, that is the most accurate depiction of high school life when you're dating someone ever. It's like, yeah. or just teenage life because I never got laid in high school. So uh, we're not going to get into that though. But, um, and then, um, but then after that, um, Liz comes down and she's, you know, all happy. She looks beautiful and <laughs> fucking bolts, fucking um, tombs. Wow, wow, wow. Doesn't she look beautiful? Doesn't she, Pete? You, you look good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She, she looks nice. She looks nice. Again, like, again, Tom, again okay, right answer. Tom Holland's performance in that scene. Yeah. I've never related to some a performance more. Like, that is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you found out, if you're a high school kid, you got superpowers, you found out that, that the girl you're dating is, uh, is, is the daughter of, of the guy you've been trying to get yeah. for this. For however, however long, I would like, I yeah. would turn white. I would, I would, I would not handle that well. I'd be like, <laughs> when he has to hold, he has to hold it together. He's he I know. like, he can't be like, I know you're a fucking vulture. I, I'm Spider Man. Like, like the, the, the sequence is just so funny yet so tense. Like, I love like, like, oh, is that a corsage? Just fucking shoves it into her fucking chest. Yeah, is that a, is that a corsage? He's still looking. He's still looking right at Vulture. Yeah, he just like shoves it to her. Like she just looks at him like. Uh, uh, okay, you okay, buddy? And then when he takes the picture and Vulture and uh, the mom says, <laughs> he just and, keeps looking. And he oh. goes. And he goes. And the smile that he does is. It's so like ha- like he's like breaking apart on the inside while like, trying to smile. He's like, "This is his smile." Yeah. It's so he, good. He's like, he wants to fucking cry, man. Like, and, and he's then, like, <laughs> And then we get into the famous car sequence, and that is the best for sure out of all of this. I mean, 
like um the writer oh, that's the movie, such a yeah. good lead up man it's so good the writer it's of the movie so was good. saying like he was going through a very hitchcock influenced moment there and you can feel and you, i definitely yeah. i feel that and that's awesome and like you can really just feel that the tension rising even more once you get into that car and he's talk and they're talking together and like Liz is just slowly unraveling, giving everything away by accident. And Peter's just like, uh he's just like, I was there. He's like, Yeah, what are you talking about? Dude, I love when um they mentioned the party at the house and Peter's like, Oh, great house, a lot of windows. Well, wow. <laughs> Yeah, really nice party. A lot of windows. A lot of, so, lot of, lot of windows. windows. And he's just like, I gotta, I gotta say something. I gotta say something. Or else. Oh, like, that, and the, so and when the light turns green, green, and he, and he, like, and he puts it together. Good old Spider Man. And, that, and that's so, that's so good because obviously Vulture's a because because I think you, you naturally take it as the ready. It stops and because he realizes he stops to put everything together. He's like, oh yeah. And then stop, when it just... stop red Spider Man. Yeah. Green. Ultra time. And it's like, uh And then once he gets to the fucking spider. he gets to the school and he pulls out the gun, I'm like, you see, that's the dad I wanna be. <laughs> Does she know? Yeah, he just like he whips that shit out, he goes. Does she know? You know, I would try like I don't know. Would you try to call call his bluff be like, you know my superpower is that I'm bulletproof, right? Would you say that? I mean I would, I would try to call the bluff. I'd be like I'm bulletproof, man. But then he shoots him in the chest. And it's like, yeah, no, no, no. It's, I think I, he, I, I actually think he handled that well because the goal should be get out of there quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Then get suited up. It would be a lot more convenient if he had the Stark suit. Thanks a lot, Tony. Uh, and then he goes, yep. he goes into the goes into the school and acts as if he's going to the dance and leaving and wiping his hands a bit. But then now he's like, I'm going out that fucking back door. I'm, I, I'm coming dude, for your ass. That scene is so hyped the way he's running through the halls, like tearing Bro, off his suit. It's so, so hyped. So fucking good. Like, I, like, I've had dreams of doing a scene like that yeah. for years. Uh-huh. For years. And they did it in, in Homecoming. Is like, what's better? The good thing that school does not have security cameras, I might add. Uh, what's better? Than a kid running in a hallway, and you know it's Spider Man too. Remember in that yeah. in that alleyway, and he's pissed yeah. off. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. that, but like, it's cool version. Yeah, it's just like a high school version of like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, I gotta get him, gotta get him. And uh, by the way, I do have a theory because there's a theory about well, it's kind of like considered a plot hole. It's like how did Shocker know how to be there? How did Shocker like? Cause Shocker got there really quickly. My theory, I have okay. a theory. My theory. Is that well? Shocker was going to be a part of art, part of whatever heist they had going on. So he's in like a car getting ready or something like that. And I think that when the light turned green, right when Adrian pieced it together, I think Adrian, when Peter wasn't looking, yeah, may have slipped a slipped the phone out, like I, get I, to I, the that, school. That's immediately. what I. That's what I thought too. Yeah, and maybe Vulture thought that. Peter may try to slip out the back door. Oh, for sure. No, I, I, that was clearly an insurance policy that he had well, yeah, basically. put in place. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't want to have to deal with it if he didn't have to. So I figured, just in case, you know, get back there because I want I want you ready. Yeah, like, and also yeah. there is an actual, like, plot hole in this movie. Well, it's, oh, not, really the, a pl it's not really a plot hole. It's a continuity it's, it's, error. It's a continuity error. It's yeah. like, eight years later, I'm like, eight years later, this was not eight years Avengers was four years ago, canonically. 
Okay, because Spider-Man Homecoming takes place. Well, actually, I think it's six technically. I think I think, I think six. Because I think Avengers is actually twenty ten. Yeah, I, I believe then, you're right. And then Civil War and Homecoming take place in the same year, and that's 2016. So, there you have it. So, six years. It's not eight. Yeah, I would say six, probably. So, um, But whatever. That, that, that's more like... That? I don't know. Like, I don't know how they missed it, but like... You spend like two years making a movie, you're like... Are we sure it's eight? Because I'm not so sure it's eight. Because Civil War, yeah. which is only a few months before this, is 2016. Which would mean that this is 2016. Yes. What year did Avengers take place, Kevin? Uh, 2010? Now, I'm not a mathematician here. <laughs> We're not a math pod, as John Paul would I say. But I think that's six years. Yeah. It would be, and it's very funny how 11-year-old Liz Allen draws, like, a five-year-old. That, because that little drawing that she, did, that she I, drew. I forget, she, what was it? Remember, she drew like the Avengers battle, and oh, and, yeah, yeah, kids got a future. That is a five year old's drawing, and canonically, she's 11 when she draws that because she's a senior. She's a senior in this. Wait, so she was so she was 18, so so she's so, so 17, 18, 17, 18, basically. So minus six, she's but, 11. Or, okay, yeah. but, te but technically, they thought of it as eight in the movie, though. Yeah, but they're ago. wrong for that. I'm just saying, though, based on the timeline of this movie, though, even if it's wrong, I'm just saying. It's a broken it, timeline. I know. I agree. I'm just saying. For this movie, though, technically she was 9 or 10. Which is still terrible for a 9 or 10-year-old. If my oh, 9 or 10-year-old if my nine or ten year old ever drew like that, I would, I, I would say, listen. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, think, I, I probably drew that way when I was 9. Listen, kid. You can do a lot of things in your life. Draw. Not one of them. Just give up now. Thank yeah. But, unless, uh, you, unless you get like magic hands like fucking Doctor Strange, don't try anymore. Thank you. Go go play baseball or something. Yeah. So wow, I'd be a, I'd be a bad dad. Yeah. Uh, Are there uh, any other positives you want to touch on? I mean, I know there's others. I'm trying to think of what comes to mind. I love I love that scene after the suit gets taken away where like. Oh Pete, yeah, Aunt May and Peter are talking. Like I would have loved more of that in Far From Home. I, I uh, yeah, I like, agree. I think the relationship between Peter and May should have been emphasized in this version even more so. And I was gonna say that's and actually I, part of the reason why I don't like Far From Home because because of the fact you're going on this trip, you get no more development with Aunt May, and that's common. I think, like I don't like yeah, that. It, but, it was uh, sort of it, I can. Give it a pass for a movie. I can give it a pass for Far From Home, but in No Way Home, like that, that's I, what need, I, was gonna say. I need something meaty here. Give me something meaty. That's what I was gonna get to. That's why I I care because for, with the way No Way Home is gonna be going, it would have been really good to have that progression in the movie prior as well. Because now it's like there's an, not an issue necessarily, especially if they develop May even more in No Way Home, but like. It would have been really useful to have that during that middle movie. But, you know what you know, sucks? Whatever. You know what sucks? You know what sucks? It's that Spider-Man Homecoming, right? Takes place 2016, right? Yeah. We don't see, in terms of the canon, we don't see, uh, we don't see Peter Parker for another year and a half in the timeline, because Avengers: Infinity War takes place in early 2018. Yep. So, 
that's a year where like may became okay with peter being spider-man like it's uh, very clear like and like that's completely plausible they had a full year to get that iron out oh yeah yeah like it's just the problem that that we have is like this the raimi movies never had this problem and the the amazing spider-man franchise never had this problem because it is a moving timeline so when you end on a cliffhanger yeah you, you, you pick to, right back up you have to you have to pick up like it would bet it would have been better if that ending scene got caught in May, found out that Peter was Spider Man through Quinn Beck's little, you know, the 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 cliffhanger of Far From Home, because they're actually following up on the cliffhanger of Far From Home, whereas they never got a chance to follow up on the Homecoming cliffhanger because they went into Infinity War, then like five years passed, yeah, yeah. and then like there's a whole like we never got to see it, and like originally in the Far From Home plans, it was the the plan was to open it with going back in time and showing that and they should have done that but i understand why they didn't do that in, in the same way but i think they should have done it they should have followed through and said yeah. like okay he's, she's okay now uh but like i it would have been cool if they opened like no way home doing that like because like and it sets up yeah something um, something that but happens. um anyway in homecoming uh, I do agree. It would have been nice to have some more, a few more scenes in Aunt May would have been great. I mean, we heard about the one scene that got cut with Uncle Ben's suit where he comes back to the apartment after all that. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. I think that would have been a really there nice There are a thought. few little references to Ben in here. I mean, barely. I mean, uh, a few little ones. Like, uh, like the scene in where Ned finds out that Peter's Spider-Man. And that's, Ned, that's like Ned, the only one, really, I think, Ned, right? Like, it is a very clear Uncle Ben reference. Like, after after everything she's been through. I think that's basically the only one, though. Yeah, that's like a main reference. I think there may be, like, one or two more, but not nothing to... Like, I want to see, like... Like, we can say... Like, here's the thing. Here's the we thing. could say we, the words Uncle and yeah, Ben yeah, together. <laughs> like, like, it's okay. It's not okay to show the death. It is okay yeah. to say Uncle Ben. It's fine. She, like Aunt May and Spider-Man No Way Home, if Aunt May wants to go, you're Uncle Ben like that. Perfectly cool. Nobody's going to go, oh, Uncle Ben again. No, no, no. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's not what yeah. anyone was like saying when we said we don't want to do the Uncle Ben thing again. We want to do... Like, Uncle Ben will always be an important no, part. It's, it's, just that, it's the fact we don't want to do the origin Just story don't again. show the origin yeah. again. Just like, we, yeah. okay, we can still talk about the impact that Uncle Ben had. It's like just, just don't show us. Just don't, don't show the death. That's all yeah. we ask. Don't show the death, and you're good. Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree with that, and um, and and it's not even an issue for me in Homecoming. No. I don't even count that as an no, issue because you like, feel it. You feel yeah what he's learned. Yeah, yeah. So, what else did I like in that movie? I I, I know what my one con is, but I'll I'll, I'll save that for the end because that's literally the only one I not have. enough Marissa Tomei. I mean, that's... I'll call that a preference. I'll call that more of a preference. I'll call that a, pre I'll call that a preference as well. But, uh... I mean, I think that's kind of it for the main topics I wanted to cover. Do you have anything else for the pros, or...? Hmm. <laughs> oh, actually, I have one. Um, initially, I didn't like the score. Now I love the score. Um, I think that the score is clearly... It's meant again. It, it comes down to what how I originally felt about the movie, where I was so. It's all approach to, based, man. I was so used to grandiose that I wasn't ready for this less grandiose score. But that's it the was, entire point. It's high it school. was intentionally not Raimi. It was that, intentionally that, that, yeah. not Mark Webb. It was intentionally not 
that Spider-Man. Well, it was it, it's it, this it's the 60s Spider-Man theme orchestrated. Well, the at the end when he stops Vulture and he's sitting on top of the uh, little uh what was it like a Ferris wheel or something? Ferris wheel, I think Ferris wheel, yeah. Something like that and it goes dun 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 dun. Like it's still very much a theme in its own kind of origin in a way. It's still building up to being kind of something that one day I think Spider-Man 4 I think like there's going to be a point where it's going to be like very much like Raimi. Yeah. Very much like the Elfman score where I don't know if they're going to do exactly that theme again. Not not the Raimi theme, but exactly the Homecoming theme. But like, there's my guess. My guess would be no, honestly. I, like, I, I I think you have to move on from that score eventually just because like that, that score was literally designed with the intention of ha- of fitting a lower scale set of yeah. movies. I think like one day we'll get something that is more akin to the Elfman score where it's Spider-Man is now the Spider-Man. Yeah. With all of what we know about Spider-Man, it's right in there, yada, yada, yada. And it's more tradition, more of a traditional Spider-Man score. Yeah. And bang, there's a banger, yep. there's a banger theme where it's, duh, 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 duh. I don't care what the, what the hell it is. It's obviously not going to be the Raimi theme. It's not going to be the Marco yeah. theme, but it's going to be something that's very yeah. unique to this character and still epic. I agree. Um, as as the stakes get bigger, yes, the score yes. The score gets bigger. There you go. Yeah, that's that's all I'll say. Um, I don't think I have anything else for pros now. I think though that covered all my main points I wanted to get to. Do you have anything else, or you want to move on to the couple cons that we might have? I think the only thing that I have left to say is like, I love the scene, the whole sequence with like Peter leaving the party. Then doing the little, yeah, yeah. doing the little run through the neighborhood because it's like, oh my if, god, we forgot to even cover that. Yeah, you're right. And like, what if Spider-Man like is in a suburban neighborhood where he like there yeah. are no tall buildings to it's attach so, to? It's so good. And like Spider-Man, Spider-Man on the beach would be useless. Like uh, Spider-Man in a suburban neighborhood would be have tricky have a tricky time doing web swinging. Uh, it's so, so yeah. good. It's so funny. That that scene is awesome, man. Yeah. I love that. But um, and then I love how Vulture gets picked, picks him like right off. Surprise! Like, <laughs> he's almost like a quote-unquote yeah. Vulture. Yep. Oh, I did. When he drops him, you look. If you look up at the top of the screen, you see like Vulture centered in the moon, and it looks. Yeah, that's so a Batman reference. That's a Batman yeah. reference. It looks so good. It yeah. looks so good. Yeah. It's like John Watts. You did your homework on Michael Keaton. I see. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the too. Yeah. So I guess I'll get into the one con I have. Literally, I have one con for the entire movie at this stage. Unless I'm just forgetting something, which I don't think I am. I'm pretty sure I just have the one. I really feel that you needed more emotional impact at the end of Liz. I think that was a big missed opportunity for me. Because they the entire movie... It's, he has this huge crush on her. He really starts to end up liking her as, as the movie progresses. And he just put her through fucking shit, dude. Like, it's not obviously like he did the right thing, but I'm saying, like, she just lost her father basically to do a fucking crime now. She has to move, change her entire life. And Peter has no words, nothing to say. And, like, he just, and he's obviously guilty well, about like, it. But, he's like, just like, there's nothing to that like, can that he can say that would make her feel. No. 
There's nothing that's going to make Kerr feel better, but they also should have sat with his guilt a little more than a 30-second sequence of him not knowing what to say to her. Like, to me, that's 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 a mistake. Because that should weigh down a little harder on him to me. For me. I think, like, the thing, he, he knows what he did was right. He knows... He of course. Feels, he feels morally justified in what he did, right? I well, think, yeah. But... I do think it would have been cool... If there's a scene of Peter like walking back to the class, like a tracking shot of him walking back to the class, and it's just like, it's like, and it's like he has a moment where he's like, I really ruined that girl's life. So that's what I was gonna say. Like that, that's all I would have needed. Like a scene like that that really shows him like. And it just goes to show that, that the moment. whole great power, great responsibility thing is like there are there are side effects to what he does. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, that's such an important theme for Spider-Man that in that moment where it could have been as resonant as any other moment in the whole film, I felt that was a, a really giant missed opportunity. But, but that's for I me. Do, I that's do think me. the idea that this film has no consequences is completely inaccurate because... Oh, no, that, no, no. That girl's life still ruined, man. Like, no, no, the, the consequences are still there throughout yeah. 95% of the movie. That's just like one... Yeah. Error for that's me just personally. one instance where something could have been yeah, yeah, expanded yeah. on just a little more yes, yes where it's not something that was completely like shoved aside no it was still in there it's just we could have extended it basically uh -huh. is what we're saying and that's fine that's a fine little criticism i still think like overall this is fantastic it's just like yeah i think i think you're right i think like if you want to if you want to do Something more akin to, you know, because what Rami Rami did always was kind of, uh, you know, I, I kept saying that this is not Rami specifically, but I think one of the strengths of the Rami and even the web films is like the emotional moments get lingered on a little more. Mm -hmm. And I think like, and thankfully, like that scene that you're talking about was not like, thank God there wasn't like a joke that got caught in. There. Oh no no, like, homecoming actually like, was not bad with that. Like they didn't. No, really I think like the the humor was like at a time where it's like yeah, hey, yeah. we could use a little humor. Here. No, that's what like, I'm saying. They like, never overused the humor in that movie. Honestly, to me, yeah. I I thought I thought it was really. And that's well just placed. that's not just like a far from home problem. That's like an MCU problem. I mean, I, I I think it's very overstated, truthfully, in the MCU. Like, I usually don't have an issue with it's it. It's just there are some moments like I mean, just like yeah, like in Shang Chi, we didn't really. That, that one was bad. That was I mean, bad. like like you can trust your audience to like you can finish the emotional scene. We got it. Yes. We got it. We can do it. Yeah. We can we can handle we, we it. We can do it. And, like, and, and that's another thing. Of, that's what I praised Eternals for actually. For the most part, I thought the humor in that movie too really well well placed for the most part. Like I didn't really have many issues at all with that. I think humor. Black Widow did that well. I can't really recall. Not during an emotional moment, no. Yeah, I can't really recall there being like a moment where I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, like, why no. would you put a joke? Here? Like, I yeah, yeah. So yeah, Homecoming is a really excellent movie. I mean, do you have any other cons with it, or? Uh, not really, but I do understand that there are some people who are kind of like who do complain about the action in a way because they're so used to seeing those and first five movies. That, that was me for like, a very long time. I get it. It's I get like, it. why isn't Spider-Man like having these grand fights on the, on the train and shit and like doing like that kind of badass Spider-Man. So this is not badass Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man figuring shit out. He's still, even yeah. though like, because at, at the core of it, like even though he has these powers, he still doesn't 
he's not like a trained fighter or anything. No. Like he doesn't know what he's fucking doing. He's just trying his best. Like that's the cool thing about Spider Man. Yeah. He's a kid trying his best. And you know, like that. This is a movie. I think you'll love it when you finally get it. When you finally get what Watts Ooh. and the writers were trying to do. Yeah, like when he becomes like that he, badass Spider Man. Like it becomes. It's gonna become so rewarding. Like for me, he's like, gonna again, become. Like, He's going to become Raimi and Garfield. I mean, he's going to become, like, on that level in terms of his abilities. Yeah. I mean, dude, think about what he already did, like, in Homecoming, where he got the rubble off of him. Like, it's in there. It's fucking in there. Like, you see it. And, like, you see it. And whatever you think of Far From Home, like, what he does to Mysterio, where he grabs that gun, where he goes through, he goes through those drones, like a, like a, like nobody's business. Yeah. Grabs that gun and he looks at him like, no, no. Like yeah. he he's become like it's it's happening and in no way home, it's it's happening. Like yeah. he is becoming and you see it in that first shot in that in that no way home second trailer, where it's like where where the rain's pouring, it's like yeah we're getting it. And, this, and now I remembered, we never even talked about this, even though we briefly just touched on it, so I feel we should. The uh, the entire sequence where he gets the rubble on him is... Oh, top... we didn't even mention no, that. No, what no. the hell? That is literally a top-tier Spider-Man moment ever. Like, that is yeah. incredible. Cause, the like, the it... half-mask oh. shot in the... Uh... That's just like I've seen that so many times. It's it's such an like, earned I, moment in it's... the movie, dude. And like Tom Holland's performance is so genuine that like once again, it's beautiful. Once again, one of the best, one of the best performances by a lead actor in an MCU film. Yeah, his comedy, heart, emotion, anger, anything that like anything that this script throws at Tom. Even in every in every movie that he's been in in the MCU, I felt this way. Yeah. Every everything he's thrown at, he knocks it out of the park. Yeah. He sells every line that he's that he has to sell. Even when like yeah. uh, there's like a cringy line in there, he can sell. Yeah. Like, sure. Like it's so good, and like that moment is him like on that yeah. first step to being that fucking that Spider Man that we're gonna see in No Way Home. That at the yeah. at the end of No Way Home. Uh, I'm so excited for I'm so excited yeah. for him too because I can understand like kind of his sort of feelings like he's he's I can tell that he's itching to be Toby and Andrew in a way yeah he's he's itching to to finally be like yeah yo let me punch someone I'm ready <laughs> I'm ready let's do it let's and he's he's gonna punch a lot of people in this next movie and it's gonna be violent as and the three fun. movies after <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. in conclusion. I'm gonna give this movie. It's so like I want to give it a ten out of ten. At worst, I'm giving it a nine point five. Literally, like that's the worst I can give it. I already gave it a ten. Yeah, I'll say really I'll say I'm gonna say anywhere from nine point five to ten. Like, no, I keep my mind. I'll give it a ten. But the only reason why I don't want to give it a ten slightly is because in my head I do genuinely put Spider-Man one and two both above it. And like if I'm doing well, that, both tens anyway. So. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm putting those above it, like, genuinely where I feel those two are slightly better, then I feel like I have to make this one a 9.5. But it's close. Either way, I I love them all. I love them all. Like, I can rank my 10s, to be honest. Like, I'll just say, like... This is a better 10. (laughs) This is a better 10. This is, like, still a 10, but one's a little better. 
I'll go I'll that go. route. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I can rank my tens. Like I think, think uh, I think I think Spider-Man Two is a ten. So, and like I put, I I still have, I still have trouble ranking. Like my first four, my first four Spider-Man movies. We'll get into. We'll do. I was gonna say before No Way Home drops, we're gonna like, do. Uh... No, 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 no. Like the day before No Way Home drops, we're we're dropping that episode. Okay. Because I want to be toxic. I want to be a toxic. Spider-Man I want to be toxic. Fan. I want to be a toxic Spider-Man fan because, because yeah. like that that was. By the way, that ranking by soups soups. I like uh, soups. Wait, I forgot what what was the order. I like soups a lot. Okay, I think it was he put Spider-Man No Way Home first, bro. You have not seen the movie, first of all, <sighs> buddy, buddy. It it's it all sounds great. I think it's gonna be great. I just can't do it yet. No, no, I no, no. Seen it like. Like I cannot like, cause like something can sound awful on paper and work well, and something can sound something can sound fantastic on paper and like just like not work. Yeah. And it's like we have to see first, but everything I've heard is that it works. But I just need to like see it for my own eyes. And so so, and I recommend like before putting that movie first, yeah. let's 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 make sure let's make you're, sure. First. You're 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 right. You're totally like just, right. And, and then I think he put uh, the Raimi movies first and then yeah. it was amazing spider-man 2 or am i making yeah. that up yeah i'm gonna pull i'm gonna pull up the list sorry yeah, soups to put you on blast we like no you. We, like, we have to i'm sorry he's a, he's a nice he's a nice kid and i don't i don't mean to i think he's older than me but he's a nice guy and i don't i don't want to be be rude okay so his number one is no way home which we just got into second is into the spider-verse i can respect that a lot the third is Spider-Man three. He put Spider-Man. Oh! I mean, I mean, no. The third is Spider-Man two. Oh, but okay. he put Spider-Man three over Spider-Man one. Well, because he's drunk. He's fucking drunk. And <laughs> then he put, then he put the Amazing Spider-Man two over Amazing Spider-Man. And then he put the the. MCU then he put, last, right? then he put Homecoming eighth and Far From Home ninth. That's bullshit. And it's like that's that's I'm sorry. Just, that's just a bad. I I, I gotta be honest. Look, there's a, look, there's a line. I respect things. I no. respect Soups a lot. I I think. I know he gets a lot of hate because he he is he is very passionate. Uh, I I say I like soups. Soups, you're a good guy, and I don't I don't mean any disrespect here. I disagree. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say uh, if we've ever seen uncut gems, when Adam Sandler goes, I disagree. I am, I'm gonna say uh, I disagree as objectively as possible. Like there's a line that's, where I don't, I don't like your is out the window. Like that's how uh, I feel. And like, and soups soups always responds. I want to hear your list and soups. I have posted my list on if soups ever watches this soups. I, I, I put, put my list on Twitter, but we are going to do that episode where I fully explain my list as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, right me before too. no way home. So be, be sure to check that out on Cape time. Shameless plug. Uh, yeah, just I all right. Homecoming second Man. for me. That's it. Yeah. That's all I have to say. But my front, my first four are basically interchangeable. All right. Um, I guess that's it for, this episode this has been a pleasure as always but until next time this has been another wonderful episode of cape time see everybody bye bye